0: Hey witches, welcome to Bad Witch Podcast, the podcast where we're going to get our witch shit together one spell at a time. Y'all, okay. So I was about 45 minutes into this episode and decided to check the audio, something told me, into witching, you know, and there was the most horrific echoing foolishness going on. So I'm now starting over on a podcast I've already started about 25 times between yesterday and today. But you know what? We're going to roll with it. I I think we're all groovy now. I want to start off with this at the top. Um, It's something I didn't even really want to talk about. But then on the last one, I decided to talk about it because I want to come from a place of honesty with the coven always, right? Our magic and our witchcraft and our practice always has to come from a place of honesty because that's going to give us the purest and most effective result. So I'm going to put this out there. Because it's not it's not a huge deal, by the way. I'm gonna put this out there because I want you all to know, like, if my energy's a little different this week—not off, not bad, just a little different. This is why. Um, two two things going on. <laughs> uh, I I wanted to also do it. I'll, I'll tell you in a second. Okay, so here's my second time going deep into this. <laughs> so, oh, Mercury, I know you're still trying to get me. I have recently been experiencing some hauntings. First up, my boyfriend uh, of a year and a half ghosted me. hmm So that's cool. And <laughs> secondly, there is a ghost in my house currently. So there's just been a lot of energy around me uh, more than usual. And it's cool. I'm a bad witch. I can handle it. But I just wanted to share one again because I wanted you to be aware if my energy is dipping in and out a little weirdly, if I'm just a little different, if I'm not normal Mickey you're used to. That's why. I just got some stuff going on. And also, I wanted to talk about it because in the love, sex, Valentine's Day, extravaganza, spectacular, whatever I called it episode, I talked about if a relationship isn't working, there's no good in holding on to it, right? Like if you hold on to something that's wrong, the thing that's right can never come. And I want you to know that from the bottom of my heart, the things that I say on this podcast are authentic and they're real. And I'm not gonna be the kind of witch or just person, human being in general, who's like, oh, dump him. You know, <laughs> I'm saying that I was like, just dump him. But I'm never gonna I really am never going to come from a place of I can help in and I'm gonna try my damnedest of being like, Oh, you need to get out of that relationship and you need to move on and and let that person go because something else is coming and then be holding on to a bad situation myself. So I wanted to be honest with you for those two reasons, you know, like shit happens in life. I've been ghosted by guys that I saw for two weeks and now I've been ghosted by a full ass relationship. (laughs) I'm I'm not that worried about it because I'm going to practice what I preached. I'm going to let it go. I'm going to cut the cord. I'm going to literally do the cord cutting and burn it over a flame and that ghost can just float away. The, bye, bye ghost. Not that worried about it. There is something better coming, you know, and I deserve good. And I know that. And you deserve good if you're going through kind of a, a similar situation whether you've been ghosted or relationship ended. Hell, we all deserve good. So what are we worried about? Um, and I know because I've been ghosted, <laughs> which is still kind of weird to say out loud. Um, I I know it kind of can come from a place of like, Well, you didn't choose to end the relationship. So how are you like removing it? But here's the thing. I talked about how we're we're not holding on to things, right? So along with the cord cutting, I'm just not going to chase after this ghost. I'm not going to run after them. I'm not going to say, I miss you. I'm sorry. Let's try again. Uh -uh. If a ghost wants to float its way out of my life, I'm going to close the door behind it. That's what we're going to do. And I, I know that there's something better. That's, that's how the universe works. And sometimes things have to remove themselves for the better to come in. So we're going to be okay. Um, I also wanted to share it because, let me say this. <laughs> I'm not big on talking about relationships, which was my reticence in the first place of being like, I mean, who cares? Like, I know, I know you all will care in a sense of like, you care about me, right? We're in a coven. We support each other. But, like, no one wants to sit and hear someone talk about, like, their boyfriend and, like, their husband. He's not – he didn't make me his woman crush Wednesday. Like, there's so many bigger things going on in the world. And we are all full, total, fulfilled people without a relationship or with, you know? I always say, like, having a boyfriend or a partner or a girlfriend, whatever, it's just like having a really good accessory. It's like having a Louis Vuitton bag. It, it enhances my life in ways, but – it's not my life. So I, <laughs> in fact, I might buy myself a Louis Vuitton bag just to, you know, fully cut this out. I got to replace one accessory with another. Oh God, that's terrible. <laughs> but, uh, yeah. So I am kind of like, I don't, I don't want to hear it more than a couple times. I don't want to, I don't want the same like complaints about your partner being brought to the table. Cause after three times I'm going to be like, okay, but what are we going to do about it? You know? So I'm not I'm not big on sharing that stuff, talking about that stuff. A lot of people don't didn't know that I had a boyfriend because I just like to keep her private. But another reason I wanted to put it out there is this. I for a second felt embarrassed, I guess would be the right word. Um, but then the next second, I was like, why the hell am I embarrassed? I didn't do anything. Like <laughs> I know I gave all of myself to this relationship. I know I was a wonderful girlfriend. I tend to be. But the way that someone treats you, and this is a very old trope, right? But it it truly is a reflection of themselves. It is, I got ghosted because he wanted to be a ghost. And so I wanted to put it out there because if you've been ghosted, whether it is a short relationship or it's a long-term relationship, I don't want you to feel embarrassed or feel ashamed for like one second. So here's what happened to me. If it happened to you, all right, let's commiserate about it and then let's get over it and let's let's move on to something better. Something, something in like a Bill Skarsgård shape or something, you know, like I just, I know something better is coming. I think I've said that 18 times now, but I really do believe it. And you know, it's also the process of manifesting it for myself. So yeah, wanted to tell you in case my vibe's a little off, wanted to tell you because honesty, you know, Wanted to tell you because I practice what I preach and I wanted to tell you because if you're going through something similar or have been through it, I don't want you to feel any of those negative vibes that just attract more negative vibes and bring you down. Fuck that. We're not doing that in this house, in this coven, in this coven's house, in this Facebook group, whatever. Um, There's nothing to be ashamed of. There's nothing to be embarrassed about. It happens to the best of us. It it has nothing to do with us. It has 100% to do with the other person. So again, let them float off to the island of Misfit Ghost, where they, I don't know, try to talk to you in five years from now because they realize what they did. But that's also not our problem. <laughs> remember, I think it was last week I talked about, uh, or I can't remember when it was, but I talked about like, oh, you know, it's always kind of nice when you get that callback, right? Because then you won. But in this case, because it wasn't just like a two, three week, whatever, like a couple months. I mean, this was my my full-fledged your long year and a half long relationship. I don't want the callback because um that slight Aries nature I found that I have is gonna come out. And I'm a hurt feelings. <laughs> so I don't want any of that. But yeah, if you've been through it, that's why I really wanted to say it. You're not alone. Most of us experienced it in 2019, unfortunately, or in the last couple of years, it is what it is. We're better than that, we're bad witches and we deserve good. So secondly, your girl is uh haunted by a ghost. <laughs> I wanted to save this for... Oh, wait, wait. let me just say this real quick. Um, I So I'm not personally really big on talking about relationships and boys. Like, you know, not boys, but, you know, like boys. Uh, <laughs> I don't know who I'm impersonating. But uh, when I say that, I don't mean... Don't feel like you can't come to the Facebook group with love questions or, you know, email me wanting to talk about your relationship or where you are or, or questions about soulmates and stuff like that. I'm just saying... It's not something I'm personally going to do that much, aside from that, because I just kind of had to get it out. But I I can only hear it about three times before you're going to get some of that tough love because, you know, we're about solutions and not problems. We're witches. We're finding spells out of things. We're, we're not just dwelling. You know, dwelling, I think I talked about this before, dwelling is such a, it's such a heavy, awful thing. And it just sticks us down in the mud. Like that's what I think about when dwelling. I I think about like feet being stuck down in just like heavy mud and you can't get out. We're not going to dwell. We're going to move on and come and shit, get the stuff we deserve. Okay. So anyway, if one ghost wasn't enough, I have two. (laughs) So I wanted to save this for the Halloween episode, the Halloween extravaganza spectacular, but ghost stories are like really fun, you know? So I mean, they're fun until they happen to you and then they're a little scary. (laughs) But I think we all kind of, as people, like to be scared, right? I always will read, like get on Tumblr or like weird history or whatever. And they have like creepy, crawly stories and I'll read them during the day. And then 11 o'clock will hit and I'm like, oh, I shouldn't have have read that. I'm going to turn all the lights on and see what happens. (laughs) So... I wanted to kind of like compile a bunch of stories for Halloween, but let's talk about it now. It's fun. Um, it's fun in the sense of being scared can be fun. It's not fun in the sense of, you know, a ghost sits on your bed and strokes your hair or anything like that. I don't know if that's anyone would classify that as fun, but it's always like read stuff like that. Or I always I always used to watch those ghost shows, like ghost time goes plant. I don't know. I'm, I don't know what they're called anymore, but I stopped. And I, I don't know if I've ever sh- said this before, but kind of on like the Ouija board tip, don't mess with those. Another witch told me that when they're doing like the ritual or the, the, the incantations or invoking spirits uh, or opening the portals in the show, because it's being heard in your home, it can have the same effect. And I always did feel like after watching those ghost shows, like things were feeling extra ghosty around here. So I just stopped watching them a lot of the time too, because those ghost shows, you know, for, for like the, the scare tactic of it all, they try to deal with like dark energy and we certainly don't want any of that around here. So, yeah, ghost shows. Just be careful. Uh, Like some stage in Palo Santo if you do like to watch them. I mean, I used to watch, like, marathons of them. And I would be like, this isn't even that scary. And then, you know, good old 11 o'clock would hit. And I would be terrified. (laughs) And not just for, like, a day. Like, for weeks, I would be terrified. And to this day, I'll think about, like, what's that thing called? Like, the Winchester Mystery House or... um you know, some civil war Gettysburg ghost and I'll just be too scared to go to sleep. So <laughs> tread lightly. But my ghost story, uh, my second ghost story this week is that I have a ghostie in my house. Uh, we have a lot of, I'm not a medium, right? So I don't commune with ghosts. I don't talk to them. I don't necessarily see them, but it's a thing of us all having natural magic or having magic of some sort of cultivating it within ourselves. We attract stuff like that. It's looking for a source and a way in, and something familiar, and something it can it can connect to and communicate with in good and bad ways. So the light flickering thing, I think I've mentioned that it happens a lot. It happens a lot, especially when I'm trying to work. I'm surprised it hasn't happened in the first twenty five times I've tried to record this episode or the last forty five minutes I just lost. But the light flickering happens a lot, and I tend to just be like, "Hey, man, like, cool it. I'm, I'm trying to do stuff. You know, not scared, not negative. Just be like, hey." cut it out. I got to work. You don't pay the light bill. Like, don't do that. (laughs) So that, that's been happening for a while. Uh, And the other day, my childhood best friend brought her sweet little Cornish hen newborn baby. (laughs) Is it offensive to call it an been a Cornish hen? He just had those little like Cornish hen legs. If it is, sorry. Uh, And she brought him over and the lights started going crazy. And so I, I think maybe it's my grandfather and in her situation, I think maybe it was my grandfather and her grandfather who were very close and lived next door to each other. And that's how we became best friends. And I think that was a manifestation of their energy or them showing up. So not scary. Nothing nothing too kooky is going on yet until, camera can't remember what night it was. You know, I never know what day or month we're in. I can only go by like what astrological season we're in. <laughs> I know we're in Aries season. Um, My doorbell rang. That never happens. Okay, maybe someone just had the wrong house, not that weird, except my dog uh, does not play that game. She don't play with people coming to our house. She doesn't play with other dogs walking by our house. She is small, but she, she does not play. And she never heard anyone walk up. I never heard anyone walk up. All, this is always happening in the same room with the lights going crazy. Doorbell rings. I am closed my computer because I was working and I peek my little head out and I don't see anyone. I don't see any person. I don't hear footsteps walk away. I don't hear shuffling. I don't see anyone cross either side of the door. Like, we have windows. I sh- I should have seen something. That's when I was like, all right, I think this little ghost situation might be ramping up a little bit. And then, <laughs> this is uh, the least fun part of the ghosting breakup story and this ghost story somehow. I was asleep in the same room. I think, I think this might... Oh no no! I skip I skip one part. Hold on. So in the same room again. Speaking of, um, my my dog has taken to just barking at corners. All right, we know where energy likes to collect, right? Corners. So that's cool. It's <laughs> <That's> another sign. <sighs> just barking away. Um, standing up, hair standing up on her body. Right, like she's in, in fight mode. She's protecting me. Lastly, but certainly not certainly not least, because I'm pretty sure stuff is going to keep happening. I was asleep in the same room and uh, had a dream. I was lucid dreaming, right? Where um, a pillowcase was put over my head. And in the dream, I remember going, oh, ha ha ha, funny joke. (laughs) Why would that be a joke? It's not, it's not a joke. It's not funny. And then I started to suffocate and and felt myself dying, or an approximation of what I imagined that would feel like. Thankfully, I I don't know. Um, And when I woke up, it was, I, I rarely have I rarely wake up like, (gasps) you know, like, like you see in movies, like very dramatized, but I woke up out of breath and my heart racing. So yeah, that's where we are. (laughs) If you have any ghost stories, uh, the Bowish podcast at Gmail, I do, I do love to read them, even though I'll be up at 11 o'clock. It's cool. We have the Facebook group now, so I can just go to the Facebook group and talk in there if I'm too scared to go to sleep. Or, uh, yeah, share them in the Facebook group. You can search it bad, witch pop. No, 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 no. You can search it bad, witch. or, um, I'll drop the link down below in the episode notes. And if I point it below, like I'm in a YouTube video, <laughs> so I'm such a loser. Uh, I'll, I'll drop it down there. And if you, for some reason can't find it, can't click on it. I put the wrong thing. I am not the best at technology. I openly admit that for someone who has a podcast. Yeah, that's probably why it was echoing so damn bad the last time I lost all that. Um I will email me and I will send you the link. I can figure out email. That's that's the the least and best I can do, I guess. So yeah, that is what's going on with me. My there's a lot of energy around me right now. Things are being manifested, vibes are kind of shaky all over the place. But there you go. How are you all doing, by the way? How's your week been? You know, we're coming out of the shadow period or we, we should be fully out. Thank goodness. Even though clearly it's still coming for this podcast every week. Um, how are y'all? Are you doing okay in April? Did April fool's day? Was it foolish? I hope not. I am one of the podcast episodes I recorded for this week. I kind of went on a tirade about April fools, which I will spare you now, but, um, I know it's a day that can cause a lot of anxiety. Um, thinking you may see something triggering or anxiety because you experienced something triggering. And overall, I just, I just don't like it very much. I feel like it's a bad start to a new month, which is a bummer because entering a new cycle is always a fresh start. You know, we talk about last week, we talked about the Western new year versus astrological new year and how we're always in these cyclical motions, right? So even if you didn't do your best the time before, you always have a new chance. But then you start this month with a day that is like in a real world sense, I guess I am ranting about it. And <laughs> a real world sense is about making a fool out of someone, you know, that doesn't feel good. Even if it's someone just like sticking a piece of paper on your back or, you know, putting a fake spider in your hair. Oh, don't do that. People are so scared of spiders. Um, you know, that in a real world sense, it's just not nice. It doesn't come from a nice place. And even if your intention is like, oh, this is funny, it'll be a good joke. The impact of it, and you know, we talk about intention versus impact. The impact is what matters. And if you make someone feel like a fool or made fun of or the butt of a joke, that's not a good feeling for them. And in a spiritual sense, it is that anxiety and kind of a dark, bad vibe. I just don't like it. I just think we should get a new holiday. I don't know, International Witches Day, maybe? I'm gonna I'm gonna start change.org and see what happens. <laughs> But yeah, so I hope you're all having a wonderful week. I hope things have been positive for you. I hope you set some new goals for um, April, whether it be meditating, 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 (laughs) whether it be meditating, um, you know, lighting your candles, getting more into candle work, pouring your own candles, just drinking more water. I'm still struggling to do that. I got my little app and my plant is like dead. So I got to bring them back to life. I've had a lot going on, right? Um, but yeah, I hope it's been really good for you. And speaking of April, I've been told uh, by other people that have Patreons that the first of the month is the best time to join. I don't know if that's true in our case because you can get like your your rewards. Um, I just take quotation fingers. You can't see me. Podcasting is not a visual medium, despite what you may have heard. <laughs> but uh, you know, like I have readings and witch mail and all stuff, and you can get it anytime. So if you do want to join the Patreon, that would be amazing. If you don't. That's cool. It's amazing. I'm just happy you're here. But speaking of the Patreon, it is time for our shout outs. So an extra, oh, an extra special thank you to Maya, Lindsay, Heidi, Courtney, Stephanie, Elizabeth, Erin, and Sola. You uh, rock my world and knock my socks off. And I'm so thankful that you have all decided to become patrons. <sighs> thank you so much. This, I don't... I, I honestly... Since I brought up the ghost stuff, I don't think I would have been in a good place this week if it wasn't for this podcast. So like when I say you guys keep me young, you do. You keep me young. This is my happy place. I hope it's the same for you. I hope it's just an hour, 20 minutes and a half. I don't know how long I'm going to talk. I never know how I'm going to talk. I just run it until it stops. (laughs) But I hope this is your happy place. And if you have something going on that week that has got you down or hasn't been good or was unexpected or just had a negative vibe to it. I hope that this, this little time on Wednesday, Thursday, whenever you listen to it gives you, gives you a safe space. You know, like I want the Facebook group to be a safe space. I want the emails between us to be a safe space. And I just want this time we're listening and talking to each other to be a safe space. I am so thankful for this podcast. I'm thankful for all of you. I'm thankful that it's just growing and growing this oh I you'll you love you I just love you all you keep me young um and you'll never ghost me I mean I guess if people stop listening they they are ghosting me but like I'll never know <laughs> unless the numbers take a huge dip I'll never know so yeah a special thank you to the patrons who have pledged a special thank you to all of you for being in the coven with me and being the best and making this a thing that's dope okay one more thing uh the co star app. I want to talk about this. Oh, speaking of, did you do your homework? How dare I? I can't believe I forgot to ask. So did you go, did you find out your sun sign, your moon sign, and your rising sign? Did you go to Cafe Astrology? That's the website I recommended. Even though people kept asking me uh, after the podcast, and I was like, oh, I can't remember. <laughs> Sometimes when I'm recording, I just blank out afterwards. I don't know what I said. Um, then I have to go back and listen to make sure I didn't say anything wildly crazy. But... I hope you did your homework. I hope you went back and listened to the list uh, or paused it and ooh, I can't remember when I gave you your homework, but I hope you uh, went back to the podcast and did the physical uh, attributes of your rising sign and see if it lined up. I hope you kind of dug into the people around you and their sun, moon, and rising. So yes, I hope you did your homework. Another really cool thing about the Facebook group is that we all got to share ours underneath the episode when I shared it. Share, share, share. <laughs> Say share a hundred times. So um, that was great because it's another way that we're becoming closer as a coven and we are getting to know each other. It's cool to be like, oh, you're a Cancer Moon. I'm a Cancer Moon. Or, oh, you're Sagittarius and Libra and Capricorn. Oh my God, me too. So it's just the best community. I hope you all join. I, I love watching it grow and talking about our, our cards, our tarot decks, our Oracle decks, our signs, our experiences, bad and good, and our travel which is this week's episode. Okay, I finally got to it. Oh wait, no, CoStar app. Damn, just kidding. Okay, ready to come back. <laughs> so I wanted to talk about the CoStar app real quick because I've been seeing a lot of people asking about it lately. I think it's starting to become like a thing. So I have it. I like it a lot. I recommend it, especially... If you uh, don't happen to be an astrologer and you can't keep up with birth charts and transits of planets and the sun and the moon and the stars in the sky, which happens to be very typical, like we talked about, I really like it. I feel like it definitely is legit. It definitely applies to my life. Uh, feels It feels real. If it It's telling me things I need to hear versus what I want to hear. And that's a good thing, especially right now, which is my warning about it. <laughs> If you happen to be a little sensitive, if you happen to be a little water signy, um, it's going, it's going to be like your tough love friend. It's going to drag you a little bit, but you know, circling back to honesty, that's what we need. Our practice as witches, we have to live honestly, we have to practice honestly, and the honesty is what's going to propel us to the next level and make all of our magic stick, you know? So it may, it may give you an update one day that says, um you're being too judgmental of people and perhaps we are, (laughs) but it comes, it comes from a good place and it means well. And it's constructive criticism. You know, we never want to just take in criticism. Like what fun is that? But it's constructive criticism and it makes us better. So yeah, I recommend it. Just get ready to get get dragged a little bit. That's all. (laughs) Okay. So back to our actual topic this week, which is travel. I owe you this episode. I, uh, you know, I said I was going to do it. At in the Mercury and retrograde episode ep- Mercury in retrograde. Oh, okay, okay, Mercury in retrograde episode. Nailed it. I said we were going to do it then, and then the thing with the dream happened. So I kind of wanted to deep dive dreams that week, but we're going to circle back to it. The travel travel theme has really been in my head. And I think it's because I'm I'm replanning the trip that Mercury just wrecked for me. (laughs) Oh, you know, like last month. So I have trouble on my mind. And then I went to the witch store this week to uh, get some Palo Santo to (laughs) cleanse out my life and get rid of all these ghosties around me. And I came across my favorite stone. That's right. It's our stone of the week. It is okay. Wait, hold on. Let me not say favorite stone because I say that about literally every stone I talk about. But this one really is super special to me. And um, it's because it's a traveler stone. So it is the beautiful, gleaming, green goddess, Malachite. I love Malachite so much. It is the most beautiful shades of, like, jade plus hunter plus emerald green and then those gorgeous striations in it. Um, quick side story. <laughs> this whole podcast is a side story. Um, when I – my very first, like, major fashion show at New York Fashion Week – when I used to go to New York Fashion Week before, they let everyone come to New York Fashion Week and now it's just like a hot mess, um, was Monique Loulier. That French was bad. Monique Lullier. It's a little better, right? <laughs> and her whole show was based around Malachite. Uh, talk about like the serendipitous-ass witch moment in my life. So I remember the backdrop kind of behind the runway was the, the Malachite stone in itself, like a cut, um, a slice of it. I mean, not an actual stone, but the projection of one. And then everything that was coming down was in these, like, deep jewel tones of malachite with the striations in the fabric. And, oh, it was just so lovely. And so after that, malachite has always just kind of stuck with me. I, I'm such a fan of it. And, you know, I tend to find that when you find a new stone or rock, crystal, whatever, I still can't pick a name for it. <laughs> I don't know why. I just can't. Um you're drawn to the appearance, you're drawn to the vibration, you're drawn to the texture of it before you really know what it means. But you know, it somehow is always right. It's it's always what you need in that moment. And so from her show, I became very drawn to Malachite. And in finding, you know, out more about it, I found out it's the stone to protect travelers and and for travelers to carry. How how freaking cool is that? I just love it so much. It is so beautiful and speaking of uh my ghost I actually the first thing I ever bought for him was a malachite bracelet because our thing that we bonded over was traveling except that bracelet was um stolen by one of my very good friends husbands and so I let him keep it and I'm just I'm saying like that's probably why the relationship broke up I'm <laughs> just kidding <laughs> but yeah that's how much I I love that stone is that I give it to everyone that I care about it it's a protector And, you know, so much of my life is built around travel and it's a passion I share with people that I'm really close with. So I always give them a a Malachite bracelet, a necklace, a charm, or or just the stone itself when I know that they have a travel coming up because I, I feel like my Malachite has gotten me through some sticky situations. I mean, yes, my luggage still got lost last time, (laughs) but anytime we hit a real pocket of turbulence Or we're having a rough takeoff. I just squeeze that stone so damn hard. And I feel like it kind of just evens things out. Even if in a a metaphysical sense, the stone doesn't control the plane, right? But it gives me a sense of control and calm that gets me through a turbulent period. In the air and in real life. I've been turning to my malachite a lot lately. Um, It's just, oh, it's so beautiful. I'm not even the biggest fan of green in real life, but it's just something about That stone, oh, it's just, how many times can I just ooh and ah over it, literally? I also think it's the perfect stone for right now because the green color is so lush and it's so fresh. You know, we keep coming back to this theme of freshness. It's so lush and reminds me of just like walking through gardens that are opening up for spring. You know, it brings in that sense of openness and newness and we're, we're transitioning out of that winter again, that darker, heavier time. And it's warm out and new life is happening and new projects are happening and everything that we've planted before is coming to fruition. So it's just the loveliest stone. So along with like protection and bringing openness and bringing in love in a sense, it also, I think the reason I'm really drawn to it right now is because it aids in transformation. And obviously I'm going through a lot of change, Uh, you know, Fighting off ghost busting over here left and right, <laughs> so I think that is part of the appeal. That's really I'm really drawn to it anyway. But like right now, I cannot get it out of my head. I'm just thinking about it, thinking about it, thinking about it. But it's kind of it's performing this dual surface for me right now. It's protecting me from negativity, and it's it's helping me with transforming and bringing newness into my life and being open to all of that. There's a lot of change going on, but. Nothing we can't handle, you know? I don't know why I keep saying we like we're all going through the exact thing right now, but I do suspect you're probably going through something, aren't we? Always. So yeah, Malachite is a great stone to have on hand in any capacity. Add it to your altar, carry it with you. But especially for travel, which is why I wanted to do it today. It it protects you. It is a stone that has protected travelers for a millennia. And we're still using it. So That's what I wanted to start with first is my traveler kit. So I have uh, in the love episode, again, I talked about how I give like a wedding, a witchy wedding kit to my friends because I just, I just don't believe in registries and I'm not going to go into it. I'm not going to do it again, (laughs) but I just, I don't believe in them. I prefer to do, you know, this other kind of gift that's a little more personal and from my heart and something that I, I've built for my friends that comes with a certain vibration, right? I mean, anyone can buy a stand mixer. Is a stand mixer a thing? I think it's a thing. So just like I have that kit, I also have my travel kit. Here's what's in it: malachite is the first thing. I would suggest if you're gonna go build one for yourself to really, really take your time with malachite and do the whole ceremony we always do. Put it in the palm of your hand, let it run up, feel it go into your heart chakra, and make sure that's the one for you. Malachite is so pretty. It is so jewel-toned and luscious and vibrant and just magnificent and mesmerizing. (laughs) I'm like that gif of Lady Gaga where she's like, amazing, fantastic, spectacular. (laughs) But that's really how I feel about it. Like, I cannot hype this stone up enough. Um, I suggest instead of going for the prettiest piece, because that's something that really I find I tend to do with Malachite, feel it out. Put them all in your hand and feel the one that you actually connect with because it's about that connection and not, you know, the vanity of looking at the crystal. And and that that could be with a lot of different stones. You kind of want to go with like, oh, this one's the prettiest. It's the smoothest. The, the It sparkles the most or the striations are the nicest. But that may not be the one for you. And it is important that we connect to it. So as always, palm of the hand, palm of the hands. Why did I say it? <laughs> palm of the hand. Let it go up into your heart and, you know, feel the vibration. Feel that it's the, the power that you need. I actually, when I was at the witch store this week, I picked up um, Palo Santo and that's what I went for. At first I was like, oh, let me get the most perfect one. Cause I just, I kind of have this like perfectionist nature tendency to me, you know, (laughs) you know, like a water sign. And so I, I went for the one that was the most perfect and I was like, "Uh, this one doesn't feel right to me. I don't know if someone else had touched it. I don't know if it had just been there for a long time and lost some of its potency. If it sucked up some bad energy in the room. And so I went back and I put it down and I picked up another one. I was like, okay, this is the one. And then I was like, no. And then I finally picked up the one that was actually calling me and I smelled it. And I was like, okay, yes, this is the one. Which side note, I meant to share this in the Facebook group, but um, here's what I mean when I talk about the immediacy of Palo Santo. I got that Palo Santo that day. I burned it Sunday night. I got three campaign offers the next day for for good money as an influencer, right? My, my other life, I have not had consistent steady work coming in in like four or five months. The influencer world is a mess right now. It is oversaturated. It is upside down. Everyone is out for themselves, whether it be the brand, whether it be the influencer platforms, or the, the influencer themselves, there's no regulation. It's a mess. So it really, really dipped down, which at one hand I'm super grateful because it gave me the time to start this podcast, which I, love so much more than being an influencer, to be honest, you know, again, here's an honest moment. I, I love this podcast. I stand this podcast. This is the number one priority to me at this point. Um, but you know, I still have, to have a job, <laughs> so I still work and I still do enjoy it, but it's not like the absolute love I have for Bad Witch and for all of you. But you know, it's been, it's been a rough couple months for a lot of us. And doesn't help. I'm sure, you know, even if you don't use it in a professional capacity, uh, it's the damn devil and it's just set up to be the worst. So I lit that Palo Santo. And when I tell you the next day, 8, 9 a.m., those things were sitting in my inbox offers, not even like let's go back and forth, like clear offers. So y'all better get on that Palo Santo good foot. I told y'all on that smudging episode, you better do it. It's going to bring so much good into your life. And that's why, That's why it's my preferred smudging instrument. It just, it's bomb, y'all. Listen, you got to get that Palo Santo. You got to light it. You got to make that ritual of every Sunday night. We're starting that new week. There you go. Bring that good energy into your life. Close that door and let that energy linger. Okay, so that's just my PSA about Palo Santo again. Um, But yeah, so in the kit for my travels, I have malachite. That's number one. I feel that energy. I go with the right stone. Do the same. Don't just go with the prettiest one. Prettiest doesn't always mean best, right? And we know that in every sense of the word, every every way that that can be interpreted, get that stone. That's number one. Oh, and I just keep it in like a little cloth, um, not burlap, because burlap's like very rough, isn't it? Like a little, oh, what are they called? Just like a little pouch, like a cloth pouch that uh, I like to get like a neutral color so nothing like overwhelms anything. So step one, malachite. After that, I personally like to travel with uh, Amethyst Stone. Amethyst is another really good protector. It's another one that has been traveling with people for years before we were here and years after we'll be gone. People use Amethyst for protection for travel. Um, another good stone. So I would say that Malachite is the stone that w- you need to have that one without fail. These next ones are optional, okay? So Amethyst is one. Another one is moonstone. Uh, Rainbow moonstone again is my favorite one. I uh, moonstone is a traveler stone, protects travelers, especially travel travel by water. Um, you know, I don't know if that makes a difference to you, but if you feel like a cruise is in your future, uh, my friend Donald just went on a Nile River cruise, and like I'm extremely jealous. <laughs> I wish I would have signed up to go. It looked amazing. Could you imagine the magic of being around relics and sites? and water and culture and people and energies that old. Oh, I could just kick myself. I I should have gone. I I should have been like, Hey, I'm, I'm coming whether you're inviting me or not, but I'll get there. But yeah, Moonstone is especially protective of water travel and travel by night. You know, the moon has lit the way for travelers for for millennia. And so that's the connection. So I would say Malachite for sure should be in your travel pouch. We'll call it the travel pouch. Ooh, does pouch sound weird? Sometimes I feel like pouch sounds like a gross word. Okay, we're gonna go back to kit. <laughs> I don't know why. I just think it sounds like gross for some reason. Uh, so malachite for sure. And then I would add in um, a amethyst or a moonstone or the one that I personally carry is citrine. I It's just another one that I love. I just stand a citrine. I feel like the color in it illuminates. You know, I mean, not the color in it, the color of it, that yellow, rich, amber, golden, orange tone, that spectrum that it runs, it just illuminates. And it definitely is a stone for like career success and work success, job success. Oh, it's all the same thing. Um, bringing in money, attracting wealth, attracting abundance for sure. But for me, it also is an illuminating stone. And the symbolism of that is I always want my travels to be well illuminated. I want in a real sense, I want to clearly get where I'm going, right? But I also want the experience to be illuminating to me. So that's why I personally prefer citrine. I also just think the malachite and citrine look really pretty together. <laughs> so <laughs> I bring those two together. But yeah, those those three would be the second stone I would include. And hell, you can include all three. No, There's no such thing as too much protection, especially when you're on an airplane. And I don't mean that in the sense of like, if it goes down or if there's really bad turbulence, no, that is such a rarity. And we're going to put that thought out of our mind. I know that's a fear for a lot of people we talked about. We're going to let it go. Cause it's not going to happen to us because it is simply so rare that it's not a worry we need to have in our real everyday lives, you know? Um, but being on an airplane is a very anxious, <laughs> very tight, very suffocating experience. And so, to have as many stones with you as possible that make you feel safe, protected, loved, uh, cared after repelling negative energies. It doesn't, it doesn't hurt. None of these stones are going to like counteract each other and all cancel each other out or anything. You know, don't worry about that. So I have my malachite. I have my citrine. That's why I like to carry. <clears throat> I told you 18 times, but you know, 19 doesn't hurt. And then I will put selenite in my pouch. Oh, didn't I just say I hated that word. <laughs> I have selenite in my travel kit. Because it is, you know, the all-knowing, all-seeing, all-being cleanser. So here's a tip. can't remember if I said this. But I'm like a Lysol queen. And when I get on the airplane, I'm wiping every surface down. I'm wiping the tray. I'm wiping the headrest. I'm wiping the screen. <laughs> like whatever. The seats. I'm wiping the arm. Whatever I can get these two little hands on, I'm wiping them down. I'm a Lysol queen. There are so many germs on the airplane. They don't clean them as properly as we are, let's believe. I mean, think about it. You get off the plane, 15 minutes, you're on the plane. How, where's the deep clean? I don't think so. I don't know. <laughs> also, I just listened to a podcast that Nicole Byer was on. Um, I think it was Matt Belise's podcast that she was on. But I think she's told this story kind of a lot, but she had like a horrible experience on Delta, like girl, same Uh, and she was like, oh, you know, I had to go back and forth with them so much. And I kind of met these people in the airline industry from like tweeting about it. And they were saying, oh, wipe down everything. Like it's dirty. People leave dirty diapers, uh, or like change babies on the trays and they leave dirty diapers in the seat pocket. And sometimes when the food is being sent to the plane, like those refrigerated trucks, it's not cold enough. And then you get food poisoning. Hello. That's what happened to me. (laughs) That's why I was so sick on my birthday. Delta came for me. Delta and Mercury join forces to bring me down. <laughs> but yeah, that's just a side note. I heard her say all this stuff and thinking about doing the travel episode, I was like, let me share this with all these witches out here that we're not getting caught up by bad energy or bad bacteria. <laughs> so uh, yeah, I wipe everything down. I-, I love a Lysol. I love a hand sanitizer situation. I will hand them out to the people around me. The- I- your girl's serious. I'm a germaphobe. So if I'm going to clean everything tangibly in that way, then I'm sure as hell going to clean it spiritually. So I go over my, every after everything's wiped down and it's cleared for touch, <laughs> I will go over everything with that piece of selenite. Um, I think I have mentioned, I prefer a raw selenite. I There's just certain things I prefer in a raw sense. Um, selenite, amethyst is the other one. I just, I love the coarseness. I'm a texture person. I, I Even though I can't drink boba, is that what it's called with, like, the, the balls in it, the tea? I can't drink that. I don't the I don't like that texture. But anything else. I'm a, I'm a texture person. So I have a raw selenite in my kit. Take it out, wave it around like the magic wand that it can be. And, you know, politely put it away. And sometimes people do look at me because between the soling <laughs> and the uh, incantations and all that, I, I look a little strange. But, hey, we're safe and protected, and I'm doing a lot of the heavy lifting here. So uh, selenite, definitely. And also I was um, given an Agua de Florida, 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 Agua de Florida. I hate saying it so like so flatly, but I was given a spray from my friend who owns uh, Smudged and Co. And I think that's website, smudged.co. Y'all sorry, my allergies, once I start talking for so long, my allergies kick in. I've been recording this back to back and back trying to get it out. And it's been like kind of emotional that uh, my, my allergies are like, Hey girl, we're here to <laughs> remind you that you will never escape us. But yeah, so I have the spray and she's so brilliant. She sells it in a travel approved size bottle. And um, I'm not one to like spray fragrances in a populated place. I think that's like rude. You know, it's like opening a nail polish or nail polish remover Um, this is a very anti-manicure podcast, obviously, um, or spraying a cologne or, you know, what air freshener, whatever. I'm always aware of people's sensitivities to that, especially because we're in a tube in the sky with no ventilation (laughs) coming in. I mean, there's ventilation, but there's no fresh air, right? So I'm not, I won't spray it like on the plane. Also, and I'm not spraying Lysol on the plane. Let me say that. I'm like wiping down with just wipes, um, unscented. But I will spray myself prior to going to the airport. So I will travel with me because I like to also do my hotel rooms, Airbnbs, what have you. But I won't do it on the plane because I'm not a monster. And I'm allergic to perfume. So I know how rough that can be. And obviously, you hear me sniffle 100 times a week on the podcast. So I'm not one to like mess with a fragrance and and give it to anyone else. But I will spray it on myself just, you know, to clear out my energy and to give me that cleanse and protect that agua de florida, 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 not sure. Can someone tell me actually, can someone like send me a voice note on the Facebook group and tell me how to say it, please. I just don't want to keep butchering this. (laughs) Someone help. Um, But yeah, it's, it's all about cleansing and protecting. So I'm cleansing out any anxiety that I'm having, any fear, any stress about traveling is extremely stressful, right? Even if everything goes perfectly according to plan and well, it's extremely stressful. Being on an airplane full of people is stressful. Watching people that don't know how to put a head, um, not a head, what's it called? A carry on bag into a head, a headband. I think that's what they're called. That's stressful. Uh, watching someone do it. And then you're in a line of 76 people still trying to get on the plane and they, they're acting like it's their first time on the plane and they don't know how to do it. And it's obviously not going to fit. And they're arguing with the flight attendant and holding everyone up. That's stress. I'm getting stressed right now <laughs> saying it. So the more you can clean out your energy beforehand with using uh, a spray or dabbing it on your, um, like your shocker points that you have access to dabbing it on your wrist under your nose it helps tremendously. So you're a little less agitated than you're about to be once you get into the airport and get agitated all over again. You know, <laughs> I mean, whoever sleeps before a flight, certainly not. I, and I don't, I can't sleep on a flight. So, you know, it's our, our travel, our witch travel kit is a way to just alleviate a lot of the stuff that we have to deal with inevitably that makes traveling unpleasant. You know? Okay. So we have our travel kit, we have our Malachite, we have our citrine or amethyst or moonstone or all. We have our selenite. We have our spray, and then the last thing I carry is a stick of cinnamon. Um, this is like a new thing I've been doing in the past, like three or four months. But I was I was in my one of my witch groups on Facebook, not bad witch, but another group. <clears throat> and excuse me, I'm sorry y'all. And uh, actually, I'm not sorry. I have allergies. And I'm doing my best and I take my Zyrtec. And the only reason I'm saying I'm not sorry is because I watched a simple favor on the plane and uh, Blake Lively's character, who used to be like one of my nemesis, but I actually really liked her in the movie. So I guess I like her now, except she had a wedding on a plantation. That's not cool, but (laughs) it's another conversation. But, you know, she's talking about how women apologize so much. So I, I'm not sorry that I have allergies. I'm, I am uh, I am going to find a way to not let them affect the podcast and your, your listening experience so much. I'll say that. But yeah, we do apologize too much and we shouldn't do that. We're just existing in this world and we're not causing anyone any harm, hopefully. Um, so yeah, in another witch group, I had someone tell me, I was posting about how I had gotten this fear of flying. I kind of developed it in the past few years. <clears throat> Voice is letting me know. And I was like, you know, I carry this and this and this and this. And I was told, Oh, cinnamon, cinnamon protects you. It's, it's one of those spices, um, or herbs that people put in the potions a lot for protection. And I was like, that makes perfect sense because everything I had known about doing like floor washes and cleansing out with, um, like, uh, using herbs and spices and what have you to make potions. Cinnamon is like, always involved and it is a protector and you put it in your floor wash and you wash your floor with it and it clears out those bad vibes I was like duh of course so I have a stick of cinnamon in my travel bag travel bag I could have said that instead of pouch right um but yeah I added in a stick of cinnamon and not only does it make me feel even more so protected but it is uh, incredibly delightful to smell. So it keeps everything fresh and good. So those are the five things that I would recommend to build for yourself. If you're interested in having a travel kit to take with you, and it's something I don't even think about, you know, any, any day except when I'm flying there and flying back, it doesn't cross my mind, but it sits in my purse. And it's always good to have in the car with you. You know, statistically, you're more likely to be in a car accident than in a plane crash. And Lord knows I've been in a bunch of car accidents. (laughs) I mean, not since I started carrying it, but it's always good to have. If you're just walking, that is a form of travel. If you're on a bike, that's a form of travel. I just put it down in my purse, put it in your glove compartment, make two or three, you know, make some for your family members, your loved ones, keep them around. And I, I really, I swear it changes the energy of any travel situation. Stressful as it still may find a way to be. So, travel kit that's the first thing I wanted to talk about. Um, second thing I wanted to talk about was, and this is in relation to being in an airplane because you know, flight anxiety is a real thing. This is my ritual for when I'm traveling, uh, before the plane's about to take off. Because for me, that is like crunch time, I'm fine in the air. I'm fine when we are descending. I'm fine when we land. But taking off, I'm like, okay, let's just keep it clear. Everybody keep it cool. Be, everyone be cool. This is what I do. When I get on the plane, I'm appro- approaching the plane. I'm the only person I ever see do this to. I mean, I can't see everyone, obviously, but I never notice people in front of me doing it. <clears throat> when you're in the line for that long and you can see all the way down the run. Uh, no, not runway. You know. The thingy. The thingy you have to go down and then you get backed up forever. I can't remember what it's called right now. I'm a little out of swords, right? Um, I always touch the airplane with my dominant hand, so my right hand. And I just say something along the lines of, I cover this plane in a purple light and ask for the protection of Archangel Michael, that we are safe and protected to our destination and we arrive in one piece. I think the one piece thing is really key. (laughs) I really always try to emphasize, safely to our destination, destination in one piece. That's what I asked for. Um, when I sit down in my seat, once, you know, the person trying to stuff a 26, no, 26 is not a lot. 86 pound bag into a headband, And we're all settled. And we have our seatbelts on. I close my eyes and I visualize the plane being covered in a purple light. Purple light is a protective light. Um, and then I, I just ask Archangel Michael to be with us one more time and we take off. Um, until we get that like 10,000 mile, in the air ding I'll kind of just be like okay Michael like be cool stick with us <laughs> we're almost there but once I get that ding baby we're good to go so after so I have my kit and that's my ritual for when I get on the plane um I I do also have prayers that I tend to do if we have like a little turbulence but I also know people aren't necessarily like super keen on prayers you know depending on where you sit on religion which is more than fine like respect to you totally um, but I don't necessarily have spells, which is why I'm not necessarily sharing those. But when we do if face turbulence, I just hold on to that kit <laughs> real tight. And I talk to Michael and I'm like, hey, man, just like, just make it stop. That'd be really cool. Because, you know, it's not the fear of the bumps in the road, the 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 sky road, whatever. It's the fear of like falling out that sky. <laughs> so I'm just like, hey, man, just be with us. Let it be Cool. And it smooths out and I can put my, my little bag of goodies back down and go back to watching um, A Simple Favor or Us. I'm going to have to watch Us on the plane because I don't go to movie theaters. I think I've mentioned before, they give me a lot of anxiety. I'm sure you can understand why for many reasons. Um, so I watch all movies on planes. So when I go to London and Greece to make up my trip that I missed, I'm going to watch Us, hopefully. I hope it's on the plane and I want to talk about it in the Facebook group. It's not witchy but it's magic related because um it's scary <laughs> I don't know <laughs> I just want to talk about it <laughs> and I because I watch things so late because I only watch things when I fly I want to have the conversation like months after no one cares anymore we you know get out and and us uh, seem to be cultural moments so hopefully by the time I see it someone will still want to talk about it with me anyway that's neither here nor there so in the Facebook group the thing that so I had trouble in my mind, right? Cause I'm planning another trip and the Malachite was calling to me for various reasons. And then in the Facebook group, I kind of got a confirmation. I've said before, I'll have an idea of what I want to talk about. And then there'll be this little like glimmer of like, yeah, you're on the right path. This, this is it. So one of our members shared that she had recently gone to Salem and shared how much she loved it and, um, Just what a beautiful experience it was and how welcome she felt to be around, you know, other witches. And isn't that so magnificent that Salem that started in this like, well, not started, but it's notorious for this bloodied history against witches and whether it was legitimate witchcraft that was being persecuted or if it was fear based, religious control, misogyny and like a touch of racism. We're not going to forget Tituba, of course that spurns the the persecution and execution of men and women, you know, they both, both were accused and both were, were killed for it. Isn't it amazing that something that is so steeped in like a bloody history has become a safe haven and a welcoming place for us and a place where we can gather and feel that sense of community. Like, I think that's a really beautiful thing. And Salem, when she talks about it, I somehow forgot that I had gone to Salem, <laughs> even though it's like, a, a home for all of us. And I, it was like so meaningful to me with that when I went. And so her sharing that experience, I was like, yes, I'm going to talk about travel and I'm going to talk about Salem. I can't believe I i haven't shared this in almost three months now or three months that we've had this podcast. We, all of us, you know? So uh, yeah, Salem is in Massachusetts. I y'all get me. I'm going to be wrong about this. I think it's about an hour, hour and a half outside of Boston. Um, I have family in Boston. My favorite aunt and uncle are live there, and my favorite little cousin. oh, I shouldn't call her favorite because my other cousins get mad. But if they never bring it up. I know they don't listen to my podcast, so that's why they're not my favorite. <laughs> but um, she grew up there, and so when I was ten, speaking of travel, the very first flight I ever took in my life in a fifth summer before fifth grade. I was ten years old was my mom and I went to Boston to visit my aunt and my uncle and my cousin, who may have, oh my gosh, if I'm 10, she may have been all of three. And it, it goes back to that witch kid thing, right? So we have, when you're a witch kid, you're attracted to certain stones. You got that tiger's eye. I know you did. I know you had it. And if you're currently a witch kid, sorry, I curse so much in this episode, but I know you have tiger's eye. Um, and you're attracted to anything that has to do with your personal astrological sign. You're attracted to, you know, certain flowers and things that have magical connections that you're not even aware of yet. So I was obsessed with going to Salem. I cannot remember if, I can't remember if we were going to Boston because I wanted to go to Salem so badly too, or be I found out we were going to Boston. I was like, Oh honey, we're about to cut this trip in half because I got stuff on my agenda now. Um, I do want to say, like, I feel like it's really cool if you grew up in the 90s. Um, I'm old, but, you know, we all are. It's fine. <laughs> but if you grew up in the late 80s and 90s, you grew up with so much witchy stuff in the media. And we had, for the most part, like, positive witchy stuff. I always say, like, the craft was the first thing where I perked up and I was like, wait a minute. I think I think I'm one of those. Like a Sarah, because I didn't... You know, try to kill anyone, but I was like, I think like this some there's some connection here. But then we grew up with Sabrina, and I mean, what was more wholesome than like Sabrina the Teenage Witch? <laughs> Nothing. And it was on TGIF. Like we were literally getting our our witch propaganda on like prime family viewing time, which I love. I still haven't watched the new Sabrina. I'm gonna maybe I'm gonna do bonus episodes on it, so I'm gonna maybe start it this weekend. But anyway. So yeah, we grew up with this really witch positive <laughs> kind of entertainment. And I don't know if that's how I got into Salem. The 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 town, the history of Salem from like Salem the Cat and them mitching it in the show in kind of a light, a lighter way. Or if maybe we had already covered it in history. I feel like the Salem witch trials is a little dark for like elementary school history. But then again, you learn about the colonies and like the birth of America, whatever, whatever happened with all that. Um you know, pretty early on. So maybe we had. And so, yeah, I was like, oh, we're going to Salem. I know I'm 10 and I know I can't drive. (laughs) I know there's no Uber yet. And I don't know what a taxi is because I'm 10, but uh, we're going. And, you know, thankfully my, my aunt has always been very cool. And I think, you know, I know my mom for sure is a witch, even though she doesn't acknowledge it, I think my aunt might be one too. She, she and I like vibe out a lot. But yeah, we went to Salem. I'm pretty sure I had on like a sweet pink windbreaker. (laughs) You know, it was really just killing the fashion, like a nice turtleneck and um, some acid wash jeans. I'm pretty sure I was like killing the game that day. So that's why I have such fond memories of it. Future fashion blogger, right? And I just remember getting there and being like, what is this? It's beautiful. It's gorgeous. You know, classic New England town. And there's just people dressed as witches, there's witch stores, there's apothecaries, it's, it's magical. in in the the purest sense of the word, it is a magical place. And, you know, in my heart of hearts, when Bad Witch is up to, I don't know, thousands of listeners, (laughs) I want to have like a Bad Witch retreat in Salem. I'm trying to put that out and manifest it now, because I think as witches, it's a place that we should all get a chance to experience. It is magnificent. And, you know, okay, so, of course, like, you do – part of it is a place that needs to make money, and it has this history, and it's tourism. You know, tourism gives a lot of people a livelihood in a lot of places. And so, yeah, a lot of it – not a lot of it, but, I mean, there is a part of it that is very touristy and hokey, and they play into the witch stuff, and there's the pointy hats and the brooms, and the black hats, which is still stuff that is part of our history and that we, we work with. So it's not a bad thing. And then there's the museum, which granted, I am 32 years old. I have not been there in 22 years, but I remember it being very basic and very dramatic. Um, the the two things I can remember is like you stand in the middle of the room and there's a book that's, uh, it's not like a book of shadows, but it's a book of like the listing of um, people that were persecuted in the Salem Witch Trial. I, I hope I'm remembering this correctly. But then you, the, not the ceiling, but like where the wall and the ceiling meets, there's little vignettes of scenes that kind of tell the history of the witch trials. And The thing that sticks in my mind the most is like this illuminated devil pretty much comes out of the ceiling and you're like, what is that? And you know, there's, it's like glowing red. I think there was like smoke coming out behind it. I was like, okay. Even at 10, I was like, okay. And then, um, you know, they go to the next scene and, there's a, a a voice play of, a voiceover of like someone being crushed by stones, and they're talking about the different ways that people were persecuted. So, in like a family friendly kind of hokey sense, it's still a really cool experience to have. But the town of Salem and all the magic there, and all the things you can buy there, it's just wonderful, and I very much recommend that all witches go there. Um, in my travels, and let me let me say this too, because I've become very aware. And this isn't necessarily about witchcraft, but just about us as people. I have become very aware in the last six months or so about how privileged I am to get to travel so much and how it's a part of my job. And it's just not something that a lot of people get to experience ever. There's people that are going to live their whole lives and never leave the country, whatever country they're in. You know, I, I remember um, when I went to go see my ex in Sweden, he, he lives in Sweden don't curse Sweden or try to go there and like do anything to them. <laughs> but no, no bad wishes for Sweden. I think it's a lovely country. I will go back many times. I, I love it there. Um, but I remember I was talking to this young lady at the movie theater. Oh, I do go to the movies in other countries cause it's safe there. Um, another conversation. But I remember saying, Oh, she's like, where are you from? And I was like, Oh, I'm from America. And for some reason, a lot of people in Sweden thought I was from um, London or from the UK. And I was like, Oh, that's, so sweet. I wish, I wish I lived in London. That'd be amazing. Uh, But yeah, she was like, oh, I've never been. And to me, for some reason, as someone who's been able to travel so much, when she said that, I was like, oh, really? Like, I just assume people travel all the time, but no, that's like my privilege. So I want to say like in this episode, again, coming from like, oh, I've been ghosted, so don't feel bad about being ghosted. I have, I'm talking about travel and I'm wishing it for all of you that it's something that we all get to experience. But I don't want you to feel bad if it's not something you've gotten to do a lot. It's not something that you can do right now. And maybe even in the foreseeable future, it doesn't it, it's a privilege that I get to travel. It's a privilege that I've had these experiences. And, you know, I just kind of wanted to get that out of the way. I, I want to acknowledge privilege as much as possible for myself and hopefully others are acknowledging their privilege because we don't all have the same experience. We don't all come from the same walks of life. So that's why hopefully one day I can do the bad witch retreat in Salem and we can all meet up and you know get places to stay covered and everyone who who's wanted to always go there or hearing this episode now and be like, yeah, I gotta get to Salem. I wanna make it happen one day. I think that'd be so much fun. Um so in saying all that, my one of my goals uh in a future episode is to compile a place of like witchy mm, Let's not say witchy spots, but more like magical spots, because there really are so many spots in the world, whether they're like vortexes and portals, like Ibiza is um, reported to be, and there's like a really high magnetic field in Ibiza, so it's like top on my list right now. Crete as well. Crete is one of those places, and that's that's where I'm going this summer. And I'm not convinced I'm not gonna move there. <laughs> so like, <laughs> if that which is like late one week or like we have a couple weeks where you know it's we're getting a new schedule going. It's because I ran off and moved to Crete and never came back, and I'm living in some villa somewhere. Um, Who knows? You never know what life is going to throw you, literally. Uh, But, yeah, Crete is another one. It has a high magnetism. It is um, considered a vortex by a lot of people. Very magical place. Bali is another place I've heard. I haven't been there yet. I have personally been to Tulum, and uh, if that place ain't steeped in magic, I don't know where it is. It is... It almost puts you in a trance, um, especially where uh, my friend Fallon and my friend Brett—those are like my travel compadres and um, like soulmates, life <laughs> partners—and we went to Tulum for my thirtieth birthday, and I, we all to this day are like that was the best trip ever. It just was perfection. It feels perfect. It tastes perfect. It smells perfect. It puts you in a trance, and the hotel that we were in, we stayed away from like the more commercial side of, uh, Tulum. Cause it, I mean, here's the thing. I, I almost like didn't want to talk about Tulum at all because it is in crisis because there's been so much tourism and it's happened so fast and people, I was going to say so fastly, I'm not sure if that is a correct adverb, <laughs> but, um, and you know, people just don't have respect for the environment as they should, unfortunately. And so part of me was like, don't talk about it because I don't, part of me doesn't want to encourage more people to go there, but then my experience was so magical and my magic was so strong there. And to turn 30 there where I'm telling y'all I leveled up in my witchcraft, (laughs) like in this place, I feel like it contributed to it. And, um, yeah, so I I do recommend it, but I, as with any place, you know, I was a girl scout for many, many years, thanks to my mom. And I hated it because I hated camping and like doing things. (laughs) I'm just kind of shy. Like I mentioned before, so I was like, not, into it that much. But, um, you know, the one good thing I learned is you always leave a place cleaner than you found it. So if you do decide to go to Tulum, I do encourage it, but please just treat it with the respect it deserves. The more you respect a magical place, the more it returns that magic to you. And it is, it's magical. It is enchanting. Like, and especially where we stayed, so we stayed on off the beaten path and we stayed in like a national, um, protected area. And I went back to read about it later because I was like, what the hell is this place? Like, why does it feel like this? And it, it is like in their, their own lore, they talk about the magic there and they talk about the gods that have tread that land. And it's just beautiful. Um, So I would recommend Tulum, but in, in the long run, I want to give you all like a full list of places that are just steeped in magic and level up your witch game and are great places to go and meditate and convene and cast spells and do like a true magical travel you know um I don't have any evidence that Lisbon is I haven't actually really looked into it but it felt magical (laughs) so perhaps Lisbon too but I want to actually like be able to speak firsthand experience and go to these places but when I am picking like where I am gonna go I look at you know, are there vortexes there? Are there any kind of um special astrological connection? Um, is it a place known to be friendly to mythical creatures and witches? You know, what's the history? What does it offer? I don't wanna just go somewhere to be a tourist. I wanna to go somewhere and be eliminated, you know, like I said. Um, the other place I'm I'm really trying to go to this year is Hawaii. Did not say that right. <laughs> that was in between saying it in the very western flat way and the like, beautiful, uh, melodic way that they actually say it in the islands, And I want to bring up Hawaii... Okay, I don't want to keep saying it, because I feel like I sound silly. Because one of the cards I pulled for myself this week was Pele, who is, I believe, like, the mother goddess of... Uh, well, not mother goddess, but I think she's, like, the the head goddess of the pantheon of Hawaiian gods. Please correct me if I'm wrong. Um, but she showed herself to me this week, which was very much like a comforting confirmation about these travels that I'm planning. Cause my last trip was a nightmare situation. But again, when you're so privileged to do something like that, you can't complain that much about it. Even if it doesn't go perfectly, you still got to do it. Right. But, um, one of her meanings in the deck that I work with is go on a trip, connect to nature, listen to the rhythms of your body, listen to the rhythms of the place that you choose to go to. It's going to reveal so much to you. Um, it's illuminated again, she, in, on her card, it's like a volcano and fire spewing out and there's so much light energy around her and heat and fire. And we're in an airy season. It was just like, bam, 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 lining up. Right. So, um, I, I say all that to say, besides the fact that she appeared to me and kind of was a confirmation of what I'm planning to do. She also, um, being in Hawaii, the thing that I've always heard, and I'm not going to test it out is that you cannot take anything away from Hawaii with you. I don't, because there is a pantheon of gods there. I don't know if it's Pele herself that is the one that you don't want to mess with, and like will seek some kind of um, retribution for you taking something from the island. But I have heard that people will mail back sand and seashells and all kinds of volcanic rock that they've taken because you have to respect the magic of that place. You can't you can't take it for yourself. That's selfish. The magic is for the people that are native there and the people that live there and the people that visit, but you can't selfishly take that magic away from you. So I just wanted to mention that about Hawaii. If you've never heard, don't take anything. (laughs) Like You can absolutely buy souvenirs and um, definitely any place you ever travel, you know, support your local artisans, support your local witches. If you want to get candles, if you want to get sage bundles, if you want to get, you know, whatever, uh, uh, stones are native to that area, whatever potions are native to that area, herbs, whatever, when I said herbs and spices earlier, I realized I sounded like uh, like the colonel. <laughs> so when I listened back, I was like, oh my gosh. But any herbs, any plants, um, whatever they use for smudging, for their magic, of course, support your witches and support their crafts and support learning about different types of magic from your own and what you're used to in our very staunch, like Western type of magic that we practice. But don't take anything that you're not invited or welcome to take because it doesn't belong to you. It, it belongs... It belongs to the gods and the goddesses and to the people that have been there and their spirits and their energy. So yeah, I'm going to really try to work on putting a list together and um, housing it maybe in the Facebook group of like spiritual places you can go to and why they resonated with me personally and what your experiences are. You know, we're just growing around here, but I definitely want to talk about Salem because when she posted that, I was like, oh my gosh, I cannot believe I have not talked about Salem in three weeks not three weeks, three months. <laughs> what, am, what am I thinking? Salem is a jewel and it's a pleasure. And I just, I hope for all of us that one day we can all meet up there. I think that would be just like the most fun. But yeah, so ooh, it's been a little bit of a doozy. <laughs> we have ghosts this week. We have a uh, travel talk. We talk about co-star, all kinds of stuff. I am forever happy and grateful that you're all here. I'm so grateful for this platform that we're all growing together as witches, that our numbers are increasing for the podcast. Like I just cannot thank you enough. Thank you for letting me be vulnerable this week and for letting me feel like this is a safe space to talk about that stuff. Um, and for being supportive and thank you for just your love and your energy and and your good vibes and you know love and light <laughs> as Danielle Stahl would say or wasn't her I think it was probably the least love and light person ever <laughs> but in a real sense love and light that's what we send to each other and I'm so so thankful for that um it's hard for me to be I think I, I told y'all I definitely told y'all before as a Pisces like I'm even though I'm a cry baby I don't like crying and I'm not don't worry I'm not gonna cry <laughs> don't worry I'm good but um but you know, crying the thing that's hard for me personally and for a lot of people is the vulnerability of it. You don't want people to see you weak or vulnerable or um just not at your best. It it, it feels a certain way. And so I really appreciate the space where I can be vulnerable and share things that I was very, very much had my mind made up. I'm not gonna talk about this because, you know, who cares and it's too personal and I shouldn't let it get in the way of the podcast. But then I could relate it to the podcast and I hope it did do some good to hear that, you know, it's good to hear about what crystals you should carry and what helps you when you're going through something like this, like Malachite does, but it's also good to know you're not alone if it's happened to you and it's nothing you should be feeling bad about yourself or thinking it's the end of the world. It's simply not because we got each other and you know, we're good. We're, we're killing it, honestly. So yeah, I'm going to drop Patreon link below. It's Patreon um, slash ba- patreon.com slash badwitch. Bad Witch on Facebook for the group, the Bad Podcast at gmail.com. If you want to send me a little noty note, and I will talk to you all next week. Goodbye.